Someone who has been all over not only the situation in the Middle East, but the melee that has been going on in Washington, D.C., is Brian Kilmeade, a New York Times bestseller, uh, a co-host of Fox and Friends on uh, Fox News, and a nationally syndicated radio talk show host, Heard every morning, and he's just tearing it up on the weekends as well, on Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern with One Nation. Brian, good morning. What's happening, Frank? Uh, I mean, you got to tell me what's going on with this speaker's vote. A week or two ago, you were uh, calling the uh, right-wingers in the House caucus that helped oust Kevin McCarthy a bunch of jerks. Now, apparently, it's the moderates that are having their chance to strike back and keep the Republicans for from electing a speaker. Jim Jordan getting further away from his goal of becoming speaker yesterday. Uh, what's your view of the moderates that are not voting for Jordan. Are they in the same category in your book as the conservatives that were not right. voting for McCarthy? I wouldn't say jerks. I said clowns. Uh, but so, I would say I, I could. I, McCarthy should be speaker, first off. Uh, and then Scalise, who gets the most votes, can't get out of the caucus. And Jim Jordan uh, reportedly walked up to him and said, you got one round and then, uh, then they're going to go to me. He came back and said, you know, the party voted me, and he goes, but America wants me. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if that's true, this is getting out of control. And then over the weekend, some emails were produced showing that somebody was trying to intimidate people that didn't want to vote for him to vote for him. And that's never going to be helpful, I wouldn't think. I mean, threatening people to do things, it, uh, what, what, when does that ever work? Never. You know, what are we, Hamas? We're going to just kill you unless unless something happens, or how dare you uh, go against me? Uh, so that has stopped him at one ninety nine or two hundred. So remember, everyone ridiculed Kevin McCarthy. His first round was like two hundred five, two ten. So and he eventually got there, and he still had two hundred and ten at the end. So you know, people want to bring up to you: Would Jim Jordan be a good speaker? Yeah. Would Steve Scalise be a good speaker? Yeah. Would Kevin McCarthy be better than both of them? Yes. But you're not asking them to pick a Democrat. You're asking to pick Republicans. What is their goal? So, you know, I'm going to talk to um, uh, Mike Lowry today. I mean, he's a lawyer, rather. He's going to be he's one of the guys in New York that didn't vote for uh, Jim Jordan. In right. fact, he, the whole delegation he voted, didn't. One, he, he voted, one voted for Zeldin. Right. Well, three of them actually voted for Zeldin. Uh, but the in the case of um, Lawler, Lawler actually voted for McCarthy. But so at this point, right, Jordan does have the most Republican support. Should these moderates, Lawler included, who I know is in a tough position, and I know Mike from his days when he was a political operative long before he was elected to anything, should these moderates sort of get over themselves and just go along with the Republican that has the most votes? Or is it time to go to another choice beyond Jordan? I don't know who it is. If you could tell me if it's this uh, Congressman Hearn from Oklahoma, I hear he's a good guy. I don't know if anybody else really knows him. I, you know, I'm, I like Jim Jordan, but I just, I just can't believe these guys don't understand they got to pick a team captain. What does it take? You only have a certain amount of people on your roster. You can't wait for your general manager to trade for somebody. And I'm a huge fan of Lawler. I think he's been fantastic. But right now, this is your op- this is this is your option. And if not, run yourself. 
Because unless unless just know your objective, your objective is get a speaker and get some legislation. Don't tell me you want your appropriations deals done. Don't tell me you want uh, uh, Joe Biden's in, impeachment inquiry to go forward. Uh, don't tell me you want to rein in spending and get border wall money. Don't tell me you want to defund Ukraine and fund Israel and and not put a speaker forward. You can't have it all. And we we, we got to stop accepting these people when they hop on the air. And they'll hop on the air to me with me today on TV. And when they say, well, it's not my choice, so we're going to continue. No, no. the whole Your whole body is stopped. The, he's the majority of your body's choice. You're a moderate. Most are conservatives. At this point, when that door was closed, they emerged with one candidate. It was Steve Scalise and it was Jim Jordan. Get on board. Well, yeah, that's why I wonder, you know, uh, what Lawler's explanation, and I know it's going to be a tough vote to explain in his district, but I wonder what his explanation is going to be for not going along with uh, with Jordan at this point. What about this idea that uh, John Boehner has endorsed, who got a vote yesterday for speaker, or to the idea that I think even Newt Gingrich has endorsed? And making uh, Patrick McHenry, the uh, speaker pro tem, making him the permanent speaker, at least for now, until they can hammer out a budget deal, until they can get a hold of things in the Middle East and on Ukraine. What about going along with Patrick McHenry, as uh, two former speakers of the House have suggested? I'm I'm not against that. Even though McHenry doesn't want it, uh, nobody thinks he's the right choice. But if, if you do it just to get things going, you know, if that's what it's going to take to turn the engine over and get moving, do it. Because this drama gets worse every day. I mean, I was just watching CNN covering it, and they're running out of uh, superlatives to talk about how happy they are that the Republicans are failing right before their eyes. I mean, how many people thinks it's okay that the that the House did not condemn Tlaib, who still hasn't taken down her tweet blaming the Israelis for bombing that hospital. How many people don't want to have a moment of censure for Omar for doing exactly the same thing, don't want to point it out uh, or scramble in on a Sunday to show you care about Israel and you want to get them some aid and replenishing of the Iron Dome or or send a delegation over to China uh, with Schumer or send a delegation over to Ukraine or to Israel where Schumer's been. So, I mean, they just they just flailing. On purpose. The interesting thing with um, Jordan is that he apparently was willing to give the moderates a little something in terms of the uh, tax deduction. Now, obviously, that was a big issue for all the high tax states, Soul New tax, York. Right? Jer- yeah, exactly. He was willing to. Right now, you get to deduct up to ten thousand dollars. Jordan was apparently willing to go up to twenty thousand, and that wasn't enough to move these folks. So it's going to be interesting. To he- I mean, I'll be interested to hear that interview with Michael Lawler and see uh, what it is they're holding out for at this point yeah i mean that would be one thing that trump took uh, took away in order to provide revenue for his tax plan so now our people just have to alleviate donald trump's black plan don't tell me that it does uh, it doesn't balance out because that was one reason even though new york and california hate it you could take state tax and you could write it off on mm-hmm. your taxes well if you have high state tax and you get rid of that tax now that's another reason to move out of New York, New Jersey, and California. So it kind of worked for Republicans on every way. But if you're a New York representative, right. you want to get that back for your people. So that could be one thing. Remember when Matt Gates says, I don't want to see a whole bunch of backroom deals, and that's why I want to get rid of Kevin McCarthy, because he's doing deals? It's called 
trying to become speaker and get things done because you have moderates and conservatives. So that, to me, is the way it used to be. Hey, I need some Democrats. Democrats, what do you need that I can live with? That's the way it's supposed to be. And then you judge them after two, four, six years and say you gave in too much and you got too little. I like the way you reached across the aisle. I like that you got things done. But right now, doing nothing seems to be what everyone loves doing because they they can't say that I can't be criticized. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. President Biden obviously was in Israel yesterday. He was uh, meeting with Benjamin Netanyahu. He spoke to the press afterwards. Here's a little bit of uh, Joe Biden yesterday. We're very blunt with Israelis on the need to give humanitarian aid to Gaza or what exactly? On everything. (laughs) No, I'm very blunt about the need to support getting humanitarian aid to Gaza. Get it to Gaza and do it quickly. Uh, President Biden is uh, being praised by some Republicans. They said the uh, the the tenor and the tone of the speech that he gave was uh, exactly what the doctor ordered. What did you make of uh, the president's trip to Israel yesterday and his remarks? Number one, I thought it was totally unnecessary. Uh, Everybody knows we support Israel. Just do it with actions. When you cancel the Jordan meeting, when Jordan cancels that meeting, when President Assisi of Egypt cancels their meeting, when the Palestinian Authority cancels their meeting, that's humiliating to me as an American and should have been him as a veteran politician, let alone president. And by the way, they're getting billions of dollars from us. I sound like Trump, but they get billions of dollars for doing nothing. So at the very least, hey, uh, the president's in the air. He's heading that direction. Did you look at the video? Did you see the transcript? If you're actually protesting the bombing of a hospital, maybe you should find out that Islamic Jihad did it. And maybe you should not blame uh, Israel or President Biden for that. Can you imagine this Palestinian Authority who he's getting something like gotten $500 million from us and he's giving it to some other humanitarian aid organization? This guy who's basically uh, Israel's providing his security Head of the Fatah movement, Akba, uh, uh, Assad, um, what's his name? Mahmoud, uh, Mahmoud Abbas, Assad, whatever right. his name. Yeah. Abbas. So this guy says, no, I'm not going to meet with you. So to me, that was unbelievable. Number two is I, I don't want to give $100 million to the Palestinians. I know that Hamas has the power. They got the guns. They have the influence. They got the distribution. It's going to go to them. Provide aid. They have Egypt's bringing aid in. They're working that out. That's fine. But you can't give money to these people. They buy weapons. They don't buy baby formula. And don't tell me I'm going to give it to the Palestinians. We're not going to go on the ground and hand it out. So he's cutting a $100 million check again. He's funding both sides of this terror. And then, you know, the, the Israelis have no chance. So if he if he if they have a problem with Joe Biden, are they going to make a stand? If they make a stand now, just like Zelensky, we are their number one benefactor. So th- we have leverage over them. So I'm not saying we're acting in the way that it's in their best interest, 100 percent in their best interest. And I don't think we should be telling them not to take the glo- uh, not to take the gloves off. They they live in that neighborhood. They know what they're doing.
So, you know, so far, uh, Biden's remarks yesterday have been praised by the by Matt Brooks, the head of the Republican Jewish coalition, uh, been praised by uh, President Trump's ambassador to uh, Israel, Ambassador Friedman, by the former Israeli ambassador to the United Nations, Danny Danone. What do you want to hear in the remarks tomorrow or, uh, you know, I've lost track of what day is which when Biden addresses the nation on Ukraine and Israel? Iran. Uh, Iran is the problem in the region. Even if you go, you wipe out Gaza, you wipe out their tunnels, you have to get it. And then what are you going to do with it? I had General Petraeus for an hour the other day, even talking to the breaks. He said, take, take it from me. Because when we cleared a town and we cleared a city, we had to quickly identify who would be next in. When we first invaded Iraq, we did not know what the next day was like. Yeah, Garner was going to take over, it was going to be temporary, but they just want to get the invasion right. So what Petraeus is trying to say is who wants Gaza? The Egyptians don't want Gaza. Jordan don't want the Palestinians. The Israelis don't want Gaza. Uh, the Palestinians have shown that they have to acquiesce to whatever terror group is in the neighborhood. How are you going to keep it out? How are you going to keep it from being a guerrilla war? How do you do it without patrolling it? If you think about it, the thing that would stop all of this would be uh, Iran. If Iran was not financing, mm. if Iran was not agitating, training, arming, um, supplying – you would not have these problems because if you think about it, there is no other regime really in the area who is financing them. It's not the Saudis. Well, it's not I the mean, Egyptians, I guess Qatar, it's not the I Jordanians. Mean, Qatar has been uh, fingered as uh, providing a, a lot of money uh, to the to the oh, yeah. to Hamas, and that's, and that's another conversation. They're housing Hamas leadership, but but and they also have our um, uh, they also have our headquarters. We have a huge military base there. So we almost look at that as a wash, and I think that's kind of crazy. We, we like that we're there, but they're playing both sides. But can you imagine if they didn't have both sides? Mm-hmm. Imagine if both sides were the Saudis, uh, the Egyptians, the Jordanians, and the United Arab Emirates. If there was no threat of Iran, one reason people say it is that if you lived in this neighborhood, you know, you know, if John Gotti's controlling your neighborhood, it's not a great time to be anti-mob, even though it's the nice thing to do. Uh, it's the right thing to do. I have to survive here. I want to make sure my kids aren't taken out on the way to school. So what you do is you do the best in your neighborhood. So imagine if you wipe that out as a threat. And I'm not saying to start bombing Iran, but I'm saying to start starving them, get back to total uh, pressure campaign, stop cutting them off, admit your folly, and, and go back to a previous policy. Brian, politically, at this point, the uh, Republican presidential race is still going on. There's there going to be a, a third debate now. Based on what you're seeing, the poll numbers, the money, everything else, is there, honestly, is there any scenario in which Donald Trump is not the Republican nominee? Uh, only if the court cases and the world events, like something has to happen. And obviously the best example is the the economy fell apart and Obama surges past McCain when it was about supporting the surge. It was about McCain. That's how McCain got the nomination. He stood by uh, Bush and Petraeus, and they and they settle Iraq. And that looks like a success story until Obama comes and pulls his troops out like a lunatic, uh, and then allows ISIS to come back and Iran's influence to to grow. So, if world events say international events, and Nikki Haley continues to do as well, and she's got some she's got some uh, impressive accomplishments on her resume. That would be it. And if he's in court the whole time, yeah. if you see if people start getting panicky that Joe Biden is queuing up for another win and the president sits in court and can't campaign, that would be the only scenario 
Honestly, uh, I, I don't. But think, right now they're playing for second. I they're playing even, for that. Right I don't. Now. I don't even think if he was convicted and went to prison, that would do anything to diminish the support of uh, of Republican primary voters. And uh, I, you know, I think the the foreign policy message that Nikki Haley's hammering home is uh, really pretty consistent with the Bush Romney McCain foreign policy that a lot of Republican primary voters have uh, have rejected. But it'll it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, but Frank, just to add to that, uh, it, she is running on Trump foreign policy too so that would be it she's like i could give you trump's foreign policy without the drama that's her pitch i'm not saying that it's a yeah no that's uh, fair That's it's gonna give her a win but she's got both she's got traditional and she's got a track record so trump's got to go blow her up and say she was against x y and z um so i'm not saying they're neck and neck right now as he pointed out to me last week he goes brian why do you think nikki haley's surging She's not. She's she's ahead of that crowd, but not close to me. She's 40 points away. And Nikki Haley says, I'm closing in in Iowa, New Hampshire. And I know I could I know I could if I do well in those two, I know I could surge past them in South Carolina. So that's that to me is viable. You heard Ron DeSantis on with me yesterday. He's really uh, getting aggressive. Yeah, I, I just uh, I don't see it going anywhere at this point, but we'll we'll see. Brian Kilmeade, uh, final question, similar to the presidential race: Can anyone stop the Philadelphia Phillies? No, uh, I think they look there fantastic. Go. They got they got that the, the something special around them. They got also the passionate fans. You come back in a cold night in 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 the fall, and you're playing in Philadelphia. I think this is their year. But just so amazing to me is that in baseball, like no other sport, when your team's out of it, the sport is over, and you just <laughs> move true. on. It's true. Not in football. Not in football. Uh, Not in basketball. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's such a good point. Brian Kilmeade, check out his new book, Teddy and Booker T, How Two American Icons Blazed a Path for Racial Equality. It's available for pre-order on Amazon. Thank you, Brian. Hey, Frank, one last thing. Just Red Bank, New Jersey. I'll be there November 10th. So it's a little bit of a drive in New Jersey. Um, more closer to Atlantic City uh, than to uh, New York City. I will but be there. I, I will be there. there. There's a great restaurant over there called Danny's that I've been meaning to check out in Red Bank. That sounds great. Brian Kilmeade, see him uh, on uh, November 10th. See him on One Nation as well. Brian Kilmeade, you can uh, get tickets to that by going to his website at uh, briankilmeade.com. 15 seconds of fame straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight.